The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Welcome to Men Podcasted Badly. This is a podcast about old and forgotten games that we've played and want to share our thoughts with you. We play games that we've chosen to play, we've chosen for each other to play, and games that you, the listeners, have chosen for us to play. This week, we are playing games that you guys have picked for us at random. We used our hats to pick those games. How you doing, Skets? Yeah, all good, man. Not too bad. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I've had a bit of a week this week. It's Monday. Well, last week. Yeah, see, it's already been a hell of a week. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> so, I got a surprise package this week, Skets. Oh, you said about that a couple of days ago, and then I completely yeah. forgot about it. And you have no idea what it is. No, I don't. Are you going to tell me? One of our dear listeners, Yeah. I said I was going to shout him out, so I'm going to say his name, Paul Stone. So I used to work with him when I was living in Southampton. He's an avid listener of the podcast, and he thought he'd try and help us out. He's got us Star Wars Cups. And a hundred meter ball of string. Hundred meter ball of string. Oh. <laughs> so he did ask, "How long is a piece of string?" It Amazing. is now a hundred meters. But there you go, mate. So we have to set it up. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you, Paul. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I better get back to training those pigeons. Oh, yeah. Christ. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, there we go. That was a nice little surprise for us. I was really intrigued, though, because I kept on getting messages from him saying that I couldn't open up one box until I got the other. And I got the first box on the Wednesday and had to wait until the Friday. So it's just sat on top of my microwave and I was just staring at it every day like, what is this? It's like, <laughs> it's to help you with the podcast. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> well, we're, yeah. uh, we'll close Discord down and set that up and use that to talk to each other, <laughs> shall I, we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I love the fact that it's Star Wars cups. Yeah. Yeah, I think he probably done that intentionally. <laughs> yeah, good man. Bastard. Love you really, Paul. You bastard. I would have preferred Star Trek. Or you could at least got ones with Jar Jar Binks on. <laughs> Obviously, the listeners can't see it, but I think it's... Who's the black dude? Darth Vader, and I guess the white guys. I don't know who the white guys are. Uh, Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Oh, I was going to say Star Troopers. Star oh, Troopers. Well, I've now made an idiot of myself anyway by saying it. But yeah, there we go. They're the ones who fought all the bugs. What, the stormtroopers? Starship troopers. Starship troopers. The bugs? Yeah. Oh, come on. You must have seen those films. Is that spe- No. No. Never mind. I'll probably cut that bit out then because that was lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't know. So you've been up the much in your last week? Uh, no, uh, not a lot, really. <laughs> same. You're going to keep asking me this, aren't you? You're not going to keep saying the same thing? Uh, I'm still stuck at home. Can't go out. Not allowed to go out. Not allowed. <laughs> You've been playing anything this week? Uh, oh, reinstall anything lately? Yeah, I did. <laughs> reinstall both Underlords and Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> that lasted long. Yeah, I have been really enjoying Heroes of the Storm as well. Again, though, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, Off. I, <laughs> go on. So. When I jumped back onto it, so I, I didn't play it for about three years. When I jumped back onto it, I had a look at my match history and statistics and everything, and I, I had played 
1500 games on it but they were they were all just quick matches pretty much i think i've played about 30 what are they called ranked yeah about 30 ranked matches and that's it because i hated people who were playing it they just kept shouting at me but yeah i suppose they just angry when i wasn't picking the people they wanted me to pick and i'm like well i don't know that character or you know i'm actually good with this character so you know it's fine <laughs> why are those games so i don't think poisonous is the right word but... toxic is the right toxic word that's use, yeah, the one use, yeah. toxic yeah so like so my favorite character in it is uh karazim he's a healer but at the time people hated him and you, you know most games you get like 10 placement matches to, just to see where you should be in the ranking system. I, think I played eight games with Karazim and I won seven of them. But he, like even even that eighth game, people were, were flaming me, saying like, what are you picking him for? It's like, well, 100% win rate so far with him. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I, I don't get those games. Yeah. Well, I do get those games, but I don't get why people get so toxic on them. It's, well, like I've always said, I've played for fun. And the second the fun starts going out of it, that's when I stop. Yeah. So, that's why I can never play League of Legends on my own, because it was through fear of playing a game. I mean, I never thought I'd ever experience that. Yeah. Fear of playing a game. But yeah, you get too many toxic assholes. And yeah. Yeah. I don't Fuck mean, League I... of Legends now. I ain't playing it. Well, unless <laughs> my mates are playing it. But How has Call of Duty been? Yeah, it's been okay, mate. It's not been yeah. too bad. Yeah, we haven't had any Ws this week. I don't think there's really a lot to report on the Call of Duty front. I have started playing Battlegrounds, though. What? Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. Yeah, oh, well, that was a good game. originally got me involved in that. Yeah. You got me hooked up on that. But yeah, no, I've been really enjoying it. As you well know, I watch Crip, like, every night before I go to bed. So yeah. he normally puts up two new YouTube videos a day. Yeah. And okay. that's my normal, like, going to bed viewing. So I've watched so much of it. That I thought, well, I'm actually going to go give this a go now. Hopefully, my mind is full of all these ways to win. And uh, yeah. it, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I got two eights, a second on my first attempt to play. And so the second wasn't too bad. Yeah. But it's just really difficult to like play Menagerie on that. Like, I watch right. him play it, and it's he makes it look so simple. Yeah. But I just, I just can't do it. And if you can't really play Menagerie, then you've got to stick to one class and it's just difficult if you don't get the cards. So, yeah, I get that. I don't know. Shall I talk a little about what Battlegrounds is or? Probably. Yeah. Cause yeah. Um, it was never really took off that much, did it? So a lot of people probably won't know what it is. It's a Hearthstone expansion, isn't it? I guess it's an expansion of Hearthstone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new game mode. I think it's classed as. Yeah. It's, along with arena and tavern brawl but i don't play any hearthstone but i did a while back but it wasn't really for me um but yeah it's basically you start off with well i don't really know how to explain it really you, you start off with a shop and yeah. you get three gold and you need to buy a card and it goes in tier values so you start off as level one you pick a card from three out of the shop you buy that card and then you play that card that card is then yours and then that card battles for you against seven other opponents throughout the game you get gold for each round you play so it goes round one one gold round two two gold three round three gold and so on and at certain points within the game you can level up to the next tier which would effectively then give you better cards to be able to pick from the shop 
Um, it's all random, so you still may go to tier two, but get a selection of tier one cards from the shop. And you just basically try and build up your best your best deck, I guess. You can hold a maximum of 10 cards in your hand, which I only found out the other day. There is a, there is a hand limit on it as well. And it's demons, mechs, murlocs, beasts. Um, they've brought dragons into it now, which is pretty cool as well. And then you just get like the odd cards from Menagerie. Yeah, I've not played it since they've brought dragons in. Have you not? No. Uh, they bought, well, I guess you wouldn't have seen like a lot of the new heroes they bought in as well. So, oh yeah, so obviously, sorry, I say obviously, when you start the game, you pick a hero um, and different heroes have different abilities. Um, for example, Dancing Daryl gives cards in the shop plus one plus one for every card you sell back to the shop. Um, so people have a tendency to stockpile. But yeah, so I've bought, well, I've always enjoyed watching the game and I played it quite a bit when it first came out and I was quite successful and then sort of fell out of love with playing it, but continued to watch Crip play it. Um, and then this week, it's sort of, I've completed the battle pass on COD, and if you don't get a win on Warzone, it gets a bit sort of, you get a bit downhearted on it. So I turned that off and thought I'd play some Battlegrounds, mix it up a little bit. Cool, yeah. So yeah, I've been enjoying that this week, mate. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a, a card drafting game, really, isn't it? And you just got to collect sets of the same card and sets of the same class but yeah man so i've been playing a bit of that this week and not as much cod i didn't really turn my pc on much over the weekend we had our poker night saturday night didn't we we did yeah that was good fun i enjoyed that yeah we'll get another one sorted out for that we used the old house party and i'll tell you what that poker thing we used online was good as well poker club i think it was yeah that was just just a browser thing wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. it was good but then three of us we're out within 15 minutes, which was yep. good. That was an extra 30. No, Shane didn't buy back in. No, he didn't. No. So, yeah, two of us bought back in. So that was an extra 20 quid in the pot within 15 minutes, wasn't it? It was. It was. The game lasted a lot longer than what I thought it was going to as well. After that, yeah, I think everybody started to play a bit more conservative, though, didn't they? Yeah. I, <laughs> Seeing how yeah. quickly you can go out uh, and lose quite, a tenner. Yeah. It was a funny old night. It was a funny... I was fucking pissed by the end of it, though. <laughs> I woke up yesterday with, like, the worst hangover, and the only way I could defeat the hangover was to start drinking again, which was a bad idea. <laughs> Hair of the dog. Oh, I woke up feeling even rougher this morning. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. So, thank you, Matt Dunbar, for the pleasure of Shaq Fu. <laughs> There is a reason why this game is forgotten. It's <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. So yeah, um, I drew Shaq Fu out of the hat and I'm never going to play the game in my life, to be honest. It was absolute crap. Apparently there's quite a following as well around on the internet that Shaq Fu is such a terrible game that someone put out a thing or a website that he would buy every copy out there and burn them all because the game was that shit. <laughs> I see. I'm I'm sure I played it when I was younger, and I thought I enjoyed it, but I can't remember anything about it. So, to be fair, I, yeah, I, I, it might have been awful. It's fucking terrible. So Shaq Fu, I played it on the SNES. 
It was made in 1994, and it was published by EA. I don't know what EA were doing themselves publishing this piece of shit. Um, I'm surprised they didn't go bust. Nothing changed. <laughs> they just published shit that requires lots of money to keep playing. So I think the story has it that they signed up all these big sports stars and then realized that they couldn't get them to play basketball and stuff like that because they didn't. So, for example, in Shaq's case, basketball, because they didn't hold the license. So they had to then make up a game for Shaq to be in. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it happened with multiple other other big names as well. Apparently, this is this is what I hear. The word on the street has it sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, mate, I don't even want to talk about this game. It was that fucking dire. When you load the game up, you've got the chance to do the story mode. You can do a tournament mode, which I'll get back to in a minute because that's fucking dreadful. <laughs> and you got a dual mode. Um. So the dual mode is like the ladder matches. You remember on like Tekken? used to like start off your first fight and then work your way up the ladder yeah yeah so it's a bit like that the tournament you can have you pick eight eight players basically you have eight players right and i think it's for like when you have your mates over sort of thing one slight design flaw everyone has to be shack well they only made seven characters oh <laughs> so why didn't they go through the effort of making one additional character so everyone could have a different character and they, they could have made it like the same character, like Ken and Ryu, just different clothes. It, it would have been and that simple. Exactly the same moveset, pretty much. But yeah, no, they didn't, mate. They only made seven. Yeah. So yeah, so someone had to play a duplicate character. And then the story mode is just dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. What's the, what is the story? Do you want to know? I want to know what the story is, yeah. Just don't fall asleep on me. Um, <laughs> so basically, Shaq's in Japan. He's got an... NBA All-Stars game. He's playing that night for charity in the daytime. He's like, I'm going to go for a little walk downtown Japan or downtown Tokyo. So he's checking out the sights. And as he's walking down the street, he sees an old Kung Fu dojo. Yeah. <laughs> in the dojo window, he sees a mysterious old man. As you do. Of course, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, of course. Do you get that a lot in Tokyo? Maybe Mike Ferris can answer that question for us. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, is there a lot of dojos in Tokyo? I don't know. But um, so, yeah, so some old. So he sees this old dude in the window and then Shaq's inquisitive. So he goes into the dojo. Some old dude just starts blowing smoke up Shaq's ass, basically, um, saying he's a big warrior and from the stars. I mean, fucking cheese ball, isn't it? Like, Shaq turns around and goes, Well, I'm from the All Stars, if that's what you mean. I'm like, okay. And then the old dude starts rambling on about some kid, Nezu. Apparently, Shaq's been sent to save this kid. But Shaq doesn't know this, of course. Um, Shaq's oh, of course. just innocently gone in this dojo. So, yeah, pretty much. He this back this curtain, and there's a portal. And literally, a portal? Straight as, a portal in the back of this <laughs> dojo. And it goes as straight as this. Shaq goes through the portal. Shaq's like, okay, I'll go through the portal. I mean, who <laughs> in their right mind would walk through a portal in the back of a dojo? I mean, firstly, why is there a portal in the back of a fucking dojo? And then secondly, I wouldn't walk through it. Would you, Skets? I don't... No, ask Bill. Bill might. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bill likes walking through portals, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, <laughs> for some reason, you agree to go and try and help this kid in the zoo. Um, you don't really have much choice about it. 
and he walks through this portal <laughs> and it looks like Japan. <laughs> or how I guess Shaq thought Japan would look like. I don't know. Right. But you literally turn into this little dude, like uh, like a little miniature guy. And it does look a little bit RPG. Maybe that's why you enjoyed it a little bit. But it's like it reminded Maybe. me of Zelda. You know, like okay. the oh. bird's eye view. And yeah. It goes like it's just a land mass. And you've got three different areas on this landmass, a river, and then more landmass. And then you've also got a little picture of the dojo. So you literally control Shaq to run around this bit. There's no enemies or no nothing. It's just like an open bit of plane with, I can't remember what it is now, uh, Catwalk Falls, Vagabond Temple, and Gargoyle's Peak, which are these three areas. Basically, you move Shaq across the screen, and it will just highlight up the name of this. You press yeah. your action button, and then you go into battle with whoever's there. Cool. Before you go on, can I stop you? We should probably explain a bit more about what we said about Bill. So, uh, so obviously, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a nod to Bill with that portal thing, and mo- most of you listening won't have a clue. Bill plays D and D with us. We came across this Billy Morgan. Yeah, Billy Morgan. I wish I knew that what the name was, but we uh, accidentally let this ancient dragon loose out of this prison that is like a on a different plane of existence and bill just decides to poke his head in to have a look and he gets sucked in and his character was just instantly dead (laughs) there there is a way to get him out but he's probably gone insane probably you probably went insane within 24 hours of being in there it was something like that wasn't it i yeah i can't really remember because i drink at dnd I don't make notes. <laughs> uh, how was your notes looking for Aladdin? Uh, well, mate, the school bus was very productive this afternoon. <laughs> I am going to run with that every time now. Cool. It's brilliant. Yeah, so sorry. No, that's um, cool, man. No, it's a... it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't want too many in-jokes for people who haven't got a clue. So I just thought we'd let you know. Uh, you guys can all come in on the in-jokes. It's all cool. So, yeah, you got these three places on this open land. One of them's called, I've already gone through them, but Catwalk Falls. Basically, you click the action button. You then go into battle, which effectively looks like a ripped-off Catwoman. Her name's Karuri or something. And she's impossible to kill. Well, I say impossible to kill. Yeah, she was impossible to kill. I couldn't kill her. (laughs) It was hard. So I lost that one, had to use a continue. You get two rounds. I'll get more into the actual structure of the game or whatever in a bit. You then go to Vagabond Temple. You fight a prince called Rajar or Rajar. I don't know. He was equally hard. He has a sword or something he could swipe you with. And then Gargoyle's Peak, you face Gargoyle, who effectively looks like Skeletor crossed with the Green Goblin. That's the best way I could describe him. Okay, cool. And his name's Memphis. That's a very gargoyle name, isn't it? Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> or Memphis. Memphis. But yeah, um, the the controls are crap. The <laughs> gameplay was crap. The game is crap. The game is crap. Um, the graphics are crap. <laughs> graphics are crap. Don't ever play this game, basically. That is the message I'm sending to you. Leave this game in dust. And if you own a copy, burn the fucker. <laughs> or send it to the guy who's trying to get all of them. Yeah, Google that guy. <laughs> Uh, I I played the game for 40 minutes, mate. I'm not going to lie. I played it for 40 minutes and I just couldn't bear it anymore. I I thought against each one. 
I tried the gargoyle guy twice and I beat him once. So I thought, oh, I've beaten him. I'll go back and try the prince and lost to the prince. Well, I tried yeah. Catwoman again, lost to Catwoman again. It, it's crap. You get like, so there's a fury bar. So underneath your health bar, it's a fury bar. I'm assuming it's something to do with special move. The AI, computer control guy, was pulling off all these wicked ass moves. So I was like, how the fuck do I do stuff like that? There is nothing to tell you what to do. I guess it had a manual back in the day. It probably would have been um, in the manual. And I could have Googled the manual, but it wasn't even worth my time, to be honest. That probably would have been crap as well. <laughs> Most likely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fights last between 30 and 60 seconds, depending on who you're fighting. And how good you are. Or how good you are. Fury bars seem to fill up the more damage you take, so I guess it gets you to your special move quicker, which I thought was quite a cool mechanic, whereas normally it's done by damage dealt, isn't it? I think in, in other sort of fighting games, the more damage you deal, yeah. the more your bar fills up. Mate, I don't really know what else I really want. I, I mean, I could ramble on about how shit this game is for hours, but I don't know if, I, I don't know if the users would really appreciate that. The users, listeners, would really appreciate that. Yeah, let's get it done. Bugger off. Yeah. But you did remind me of something uh, when you said about the bar underneath and you had to fill it up for a special. You reminded me of Limit Breaks. Did you get around to playing Final Fantasy VII again this week? No, mate. I've, I've had no. a bit of a shit week and I've had a few things that I need to deal with. So I haven't been able to uh, give as much time as I would have liked to the podcast over the last week. But yeah, sorry, man. I, I will get into Final Fantasy VII again. I was talking to Cookie about it again today in work. He was even questioning me about it as well. Um, yeah. I definitely want to get back into it, and I'm in a bit of a better headspace now, dude. So yeah, man, I'll, uh, I will get back onto it and give it a couple of hours every time at least, probably more than that once I get into it, and it will give me something to talk about, cool. something for us to talk about. And when I finally yeah. get to the bit, which I still don't have a clue what the bit is. No, and it might be a little while until you do. I'll but... get there. I'll get there, slowly but surely, man. Yeah, the suspense will just build up and build up. <laughs> But yeah, so no, no Final Fantasy Seven. And again, thanks Matt Dunbar for ruining about an hour of my life with Shaq Fu. <laughs> there we go. So, alright, we wait for the train to go past. <laughs> Do you want me to close the window? No, no, I might leave that in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, man. That was Shaq Fu. Sorry. Go for it. The same as a couple of a uh, couple of episodes ago, I had one good game and one bad game. Right, I had Earthworm Jim and Echo the Dolphin. And I reckon it's going to be the other way around than you're thinking. So I would have said, good game Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Bad game Echo the Dolphin. Wrong. Earthworm Jim is awful. Uh, I know I probably upset a lot of people out there. It's hard, man. Like, uh, I should probably look at my notes. Um, oh, yeah. So the first thing I wrote was, it's a stupid game. <laughs> So you don't get any kind of storyline with it as you're going through at all. You know, I, I love that in games. I love the storyline. That's one of the reasons why I play RPGs. Shaq Fu had a storyline. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, there is a storyline in Earthworm Jim, but I had to Google it. I mean, that might be in the manual as well. I don't think I ever really 
saw storylines in manuals growing up. Not that I can think of, but uh, it might have been in there. Uh, it doesn't seem like you get any kind of storyline going through the rest of the game. I, I, I got to, uh, I got to like the third level. I don't know how many levels there are. But anyway, yeah, so you start in, you start in New Junk City, it's called. You got a gun and you can use your head or worm bit at the end. Worm bit. <laughs> as, as a whip, you know. And I, I couldn't do the first boss on my first playthrough at all. Uh, it's just, oh, it's just so difficult. I didn't even get to him the first couple of times, actually. Did you not? Can I just... Go on. What was Earthworm Jim the cartoon based on? Earthworm Jim. (laughs) (laughs) It came after the first game. Earthworm Jim, what, the cartoon came after the game? Yeah. Oh. So I was going to go into that later, actually. Not the cartoon, but I was going to go into it a bit. Okay. Later, anyway. So, yeah, I'll get there. Oh, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to that, because I thought it was a cartoon first and the game. No. Oh. So when you when you first start up, you can see like it's a two D platformy game. You can see like power ups and extra lives and stuff like just sort of the other side of walls or whatever. So you, it's kind of a bit of a puzzle to try and work out how to get to that other side of the wall, which I, I quite enjoyed. You know, I like puzzly games. Uh, I there was a few times that I didn't even get to the first boss to start with, but once I did him, hang on, what was it? First boss, I can't remember. Oh, it was some weird robot thing, yeah. Cause just, yeah, so once you did him, similar to your Super Star Wars thing, there's like a, a level in between levels. Oh, okay. you just sort of, So you jump on this little rocket ship at the end of the level and you fly off the screen. So you're just sort of flying forwards towards the screen. You just go press left and right to avoid these rocks that are coming at you. Yeah, okay. And so I, I was just going along, putting along, just avoiding these rocks, thinking this is easy, but I thought maybe... It is meant to be easy because it's at the beginning of the game. I was going for about two or three minutes and I wasn't even a quarter of the way through this flying level because it had a little thing on the side saying like start and end. Yeah, okay. So apparently it was a race, which I didn't realise to begin with. And so at the end of the, uh, at the end of that, you've got to fight this guy. I think his name is Psycho. Uh, it turns out he's a bounty hunter, but I'll get into that later as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, after like about a quarter of the way through, I press camera, which button it was, one of the buttons, and you go fast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this, this is handy to know. <laughs> there, there was no way I was going to beat him from there, but uh, I think I died not long after that anyway. So the second time I went through it, I, I pressed the button from the beginning, and I, I beat him, and I didn't actually have to fight him because I beat him. And I just went straight into the next level. It kind of reminded me about of No Man's Sky, did you ever play that? I never played it, but I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, it's like that never-ending space game, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I first got that, uh, I did the first little bit on the first planet that you you're on. You collected a load of resources, and I thought I'll fly to another planet. And I got myself got myself set up to get to the next planet, and it worked out it was going to be about half an hour to get to this planet. <laughs> and I was like, right, that's fine. This is what this game is all about is massive so it's going to take you a long time to get to the planets about halfway I, i'd wandered off and did something in the kitchen at this point right i came back to it i realized it was exactly the same in that you could speed yourself up and you'd be there within like 20 seconds or something but i thought yeah so it was pretty ridiculous that i was sat there thinking this is going to take half an hour between between planets and you just have to wander off and do something every time but anyway, I'm going off, going off on one something I rem- I remembered when I was playing this one. <laughs> so uh, the second level, 
Uh, it took me a few attempts to get through that. That was just, I can't remember what it's called now. It was some fiery level, like you're in some kind of volcano by the, by the looks of it. Uh, there wasn't too... Oh, hang on. Oh, that's all I said. <laughs> that's all the notes I wrote. Uh, it took me several attempts to get through a second level as well. Got to the third of one life. Okay, yeah. That's all it was, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> then I'm going to talk more about it. Yeah, I did the, did the second level. It took me quite a few attempts again. I think there was only one continue in this. And then I had to start from the beginning again. Bloody hell. Which, which was quite frustrating. So I did the whole thing probably four or five times and like, before I managed to actually get through to the third level uh there's another space race thing between that level as well but it's quite easy once you know what you're doing yeah and then the third level i got there with one life died immediately and i was just like no i ain't doing this again <laughs> it's it's hard man it's such a hard game i'll also have a play and, on that because uh, i think i played it when i was younger but i can't remember it can you use this head to like swing Yes, you can, and that was difficult to do as well. Yeah. I mean, it was difficult to get the timing right because there was a slight delay pressing the button for him to actually whip, so you had to time it just right. Right, okay. Yeah, I, just, I can't really remember much about the game. So it it did have me wondering if there was some kind of a storyline. Have a guess. How do you think I found out if there was a storyline? Well, my, my first attempt to find out if there was a storyline. Watch the intro. You are absolutely correct that's exactly what i did, did I, I didn't think you i didn't think you were going to get that ah. but yeah so i i just sort of left it sat on the opening screen yeah and just left it just to see what happens because sometimes it gives you something doesn't it yeah i i completely forgot games used to do that i did wonder why actually before we get, in, get into it because like, obviously they don't do that anymore do they you've got to go and select oh yeah you get the yeah you get the option don't you with most games these days yeah, at a guess, I would say it's just so the start screen didn't burn into the screen. Ah, maybe, with those yeah. games with those TVs at the time. Yeah, because I guess like it's like the old CRT monitors, isn't it? You had to make sure you had to keep on pressing the refresh button on the old CRT monitor. Yeah. I guess the TVs were built the same. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that bit, it, it didn't actually have any sort of storyline in it. It just, just had a preview of about six or seven different levels which is quite cool. Okay. So it actually, I actually got to see what the other levels were. They looked like they got much harder than, than what I'd played. That's one of the reasons why I just didn't bother with it again. I, I just thought that I'm not going to get much further than where I got to without hours and hours and hours of practicing, knowing exactly where everything is. I think that's one of the key things with when we play these games, though, isn't it? I don't think we're playing them to complete them. It would be nice to complete them if we can. But yeah. it's just to get an idea of what the games were like and how they played, whether we enjoyed yeah. them or not, I guess. And you can get that out of like the first three or four levels of a game. If you want to carry on playing it, then you know you've enjoyed it sort of thing. You don't necessarily yeah. have to go on to complete it. Like you're saying, if a game's stupidly hard to play, then you're probably not going to put your time and effort into trying to complete it. No. But then it's the same as you said. Uh, it's like you said last week when you would buy... Buy a game when you're younger, that's the only game you'll be playing. So you will be happy to play it for weeks on end trying to complete it because you spent good money on this game, you know. Yeah. You? I think there was still like 30, 40 quid back at the time. 30 quid, probably? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's why I mostly rented games from Blockbusters because it was a, a cheaper way to play them, wasn't it? It was like £3.50 and you get the game for the weekend or something, if I remember rightly. 
Yeah, and and I think the these games needed to be harder for longevity. Yeah. Yeah, it needed to be quite hard. I'll move on to that later with Aladdin. Alright. It seemed it seemed like a lot of the levels were sort of different play styles as well. I mean that there was one way just sort of bungee jumping and you're fighting this ball of snot, it looked like. <laughs> I, I, that was weird. Another one, there's an escort mission, by the looks of it. And escort missions are hard in any game, let alone in a hard game already, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. So there was, I wasn't looking forward to getting to that level if, if I was to uh, keep trying. I, I did some digging to find out exactly what was going on. Uh, like I said earlier, I still don't know if it actually shows you in the game the guy you're racing against in between stages is an intergalactic bounty hunter he was on a mission to deliver a super suit oh he lost it somehow and then that was found by earthworm jim so then he jumped into it and he that's how he's got the robotic suit and he uses it for good wow. and the people you fight along the way through the game are trying to get the suit back by the sounds of it and you're you're on a mission to rescue a princess oh really her name is prince princess what's her name <laughs> That's, that's her name. I like that. I like that. The ending seems quite funny, actually. One of the first things you do, I think proper, a lot of people will remember this, one of the first things you do in the first level is you drop a fridge onto a log that fires a cow in the air. And it just all it says after that is cow launched. I think I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And I, I remember thinking during playing it, like, I don't know where that cow has gone. You know, it doesn't come back. There seemed to be no purpose to it. There was a purpose to it. What's the it lands the on the princess at the end. <laughs> at the end level, it lands on the princess and squashes her. <laughs> so what, you can't actually save the princess? No, well, I mean, it's, it seems like she doesn't really pay you much attention anyway. You try, you try to get her to save her and she's just like, nah, nah go away. Well, no wonder she didn't deserve a name. No. So you start walking away and then this cow lands on her. Her crown falls off towards you. And then Earthworm Jim goes back and collects it. And he's like, well, this is a prize at the end of the game. And it's a nice, expensive crown. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm surprised he didn't crown the cow. That would have been good. Would, uh, or they fall into a lava, I think. Oh. Off a cliff Ooh. somehow. Oh, roast beef. Roast beef. But, uh, so, so go <laughs> roast beef. <laughs> cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Going back to what I said earlier about like how I got this information, there was a really cool video that I saw. It was basically, I watched it earlier today. It's like a 10 minute video on YouTube. And it basically is uh, like what happened to Earthworm Jim. Why, why did it sort of ultimately fail? And it talked about, like, so there was four games altogether. I only knew of two of them. The third one was a 3D game. A lot of other franchises were going to 3D with Mario 64, so they basically knew they had to i mean oh there was a lot of um publisher changes at the time as well so it was going through a lot of crap but yeah it just didn't convert to 3d very well that the team behind it didn't do it justice uh like you said there was a cartoon after the first one yeah but yeah this um so this video was really good actually i i i think i would say to a lot of people to go and watch it it's like we said before there are a lot of people out there that are better than us with this kind of thing, you know, we're here just for a laugh. Yeah. You know, there's people on YouTube doing it for a lot, well, trying to do it for money. So they put a lot more research and effort into it, and they're probably better at portraying it than us. <laughs> so, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely go and, <laughs> yeah, def- definitely go and watch uh, that video. Uh, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But it was really yeah. interesting. I really enjoyed it. 
Okay. That's a good find. But obviously, that's a good find. Listen to us first. Of course. I believe that is all I had to say about Earthbound Gem. It was fun. You know, there's a lot of weird, random shit going on, which I I believe is one of the reasons why it was so fun, because it was just so weird and random. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it's like with that cow. But yeah, no, I didn't enjoy it, because it was so fucking hard, you know? And I mean, that was on pre- that was on the easiest difficulty as well, and it was hard. Fuck. Wow. Fair enough. I, I doubt many people out there would have completed it. They might have done. I, I could be wrong. But, yeah, I, I don't think many people would have. No? No. So, if you did, congratulations to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hard. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, so... Uh, Earthworm Jim. That is... No, that's final. That's all I had to say about Earthworm Jim. Oh, thanks. Scott. I want to I get to Echo. Echo was a good one. And, like I said, that was... Uh, I think that might be surprise a lot of people. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much. No worries. Anytime. Well, not anytime. Every other Monday. Every other Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, uh, that was uh, that stupid game. That was uh, Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Okay, dude. Well, the second game that got drawn out the hat for me was... Oh, bugger me. I forgot to say who, who said it. Sorry, Dave Hill. That uh, Earthworm Jim was requested by dave hill sorry i should have added that in the first place (laughs) (laughs) should we shouldn't known that because three of the games we pulled were from dave hill the rest of them are from dave hill so yeah i pulled out aladdin requested by dave hill and it was published by Sega. And as we all know, Aladdin is a Disney game. I now believe that Disney games on the Mega Drive are notoriously hard, because this game was hard. (laughs) But yeah, uh, the story has it that you need to stop Jafar. And guess what, Skets? you got to save the princess. Jafar Jafar is in another castle. Oh, the princess is in another castle. No, not this time. Not this time. Oh. But no, you got to save Princess Jasmine before Jafar does some evil things. I don't quite know what those evil things are. I didn't quite get that far <laughs> into the game. I struggled with it. It's it's a fun game. Really fun game. It's as fun as I remember it being. Uh, so if yeah. anyone's out there wants to have a go on a good old Disney game, I highly recommend Aladdin. But it's uh, yeah, it was fun. You start off in Agrabah Market. I love the fact that like when you start the game, you've got like the typical Aladdin music. I'm pretty sure it's a whole new world playing as the right, same tune, okay. but it's obviously in some sort of old, I don't know, you'll probably know the right terminology for it. And when you listen to the intro I've recorded for you, you'd probably be able to say what it is, but it's obviously not. Uh, well, I want to say 8-bit, but I was gonna Mega say Drive and but... SNES were 16-bit, yeah. but the, the 16-bit music doesn't exist, so probably... 8-bit. 8-bit. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Well, I, I think, would have been right. 
16-bit might exist. I'll have a look at that. But yeah, 8-bit is the more popular yeah. term. We'll go with 8-bit. Yeah. We'll go with 8-bit. Colon open bracket were an 8-bit band, I believe. I have no idea what you're going on about. The smiley face. Oh. <laughs> that was their name. <laughs> Colon open bracket. <laughs> Brilliant. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did a lot of eight uh, bit music. Oh, well, there, carry there on. I've learned something new. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you start off in Agrabah Market. They start. You obviously controlling Aladdin, and you get a sword, and you pick up apples, and you can jump. So the sword's used for close range. The apples are used for long range attack. Yeah, oh, I remember that yeah. now. Yeah. You don't have an infinite amount of apples. I think you start off with 10, and then you can collect more apples as you go through the go through the level. Um, there's quite a few apples you can pick up. When I was first running through, I was sort of like not really focusing on picking up the apples. It's a bit like when I play Sonic and I don't really collect all the rings. I just sort of rush through it. Yeah, but I realise that the apples are actually quite helpful the further you get into the games, uh, or further into the levels. But yeah, Agrabah Market, you start off, and it's a really cool platform game. Platform game with basically swipe attacking, really. But yeah, yeah the enemies, mate, they are so hard. It's <laughs> the thing which frustrated me was you would jump, or I would jump, and when I jumped, I'd like land on the same space as the enemy. So I then start... Oh, you don't want to do that. I started swiping with my sword because I thought I could just jump, land and swipe to like kill him, but it doesn't actually pick up the hit. So you actually need to be stood either side of the the enemy character for your hit to register. And I found it really hard to get that out of my mentality for some strange reason playing this game. So forever, I was like, because you, you come across like these guys who like throw knives at you. So I was like, right, okay, wait yeah. for the pattern. Right, three knives a break, three knives a break, and it's in a continuous loop as well, so you can time it. So I was like, waiting for the break, and I jump, but I jump and land on the guy. I'd then try and hit him with the sword, and I couldn't hit him with the sword, so I'd have to step back. And by the time I step back, I pretty much lost three quarters of my health because the dude started throwing knives again. So I struggled with that, but yeah, it's. The first level, you just basically jump through the level and it's just get to the end, basically. Throughout the level, you can pick up... Well, maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that now. So you can pick up certain items throughout the level. So you can pick up gems. You can pick Abu tokens, the monkey. Abu. Uh, You can pick up genie tokens. You can get a black lamp smart bomb, which was pretty cool. I couldn't remember that. And you come across a blue vase, which is basically a checkpoint. Uh, checkpoint marker so the gems you i couldn't remember this in the game but you collect these gems and then towards the end of most levels you come across this guy called a peddler and right basically opens up a shop and then you can either spend five gems to get an extra life or you can spend 10 gems to get a wish and a wish is effectively an extra continue i couldn't remember okay that yeah I, no i don't remember that either no, it's quite a good thing you pick up a genie heart and that restores your health. If you come across your Aladdin figure, that gives you an extra life. Uh, Leaboo token, it gives you a bonus round. So at the end of the stage, if you've hit a boo token, you then go to a bonus stage. And then in that bonus stage, you control a boo. And there's basically barrels falling from the sky. And when they fall, you may get a gem that drops as well. 
So it's basically dodge the barrels across the screen and try and pick up the gems. And then the more gems you collect gives you the ability to buy more lives or buy a wish in the next level, if that makes sense. Yeah, I forgot about that as well. Yes. Oh, you get genie tokens, which I said earlier. One, so if you get a genie token, it's like this is like the earliest form of gambling I remember in a game. You get a genie token, and then if you complete the level within the same life that you collected that genie token, and you can collect multiple genie tokens, you get to have a chance on basically a fruit machine, right. which spins, and on it you can get apples, extra lives, continues, or you can also, oh, gems, but you can also hit Jafar. Um, the second you hit Jafar, then that's basically like a lose line. And no matter how many genies you've collected, that's the end of your little bonus bit of getting extra bits and bobs. But that was pretty cool. I couldn't remember that. Uh, the black lamp smart yeah. bomb is basically what it says. You land on it and it's a booby trap that explodes and kills enemies within the screen, which is pretty cool. I think the idea of it was that you lob an apple at the lamp, which triggers the lamp. I didn't do that. Right. I just sort of ran into the lamp, took the hit from the enemy, but then killed everything else on the screen. <laughs> I think if I had played yeah. it a bit more sort of logically, I would have held off and threw an apple at it. And yeah, like I said, the blue vase is a, a milestone marker. So at least when you die, you don't have to go back to the start of the level. You just start from that checkpoint spot, which is pretty cool. So Agrabah Market is a pretty relatively easy level. It eases you into the game. Um, you come across palace guards, sword jugglers, and pot throwers. Um, so pot throwers, I don't know if you can remember the little guys who open up the windows and chuck pots down at you to try and hit you as you're yes. running along. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, the sword juggler is the guy I was on about. He like juggles up knives and then throws three. I, I think it's like two second delay between each knife, but they're yeah. pretty fucking accurate with these knives. Um, it's like a homing <laughs> missile, basically. And then palace guards are just typical guys with swords. You get like different varieties of them. You get chubby ones, you get little skinny ones, you get tall ones. And then one of the, the larger guards, like when you hit him with an apple, his trousers fall down and show his boxer shorts, which is quite funny. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was a pretty cool level. I enjoyed playing it through. You then go into, well, I managed to get a boo. So I got a boo of Agrabah, or a boo in Agrabah, and I think I managed to collect two gems before I got smashed by a pot. Couldn't quite work out what happened there. So yeah, so I got a boo, so I managed to do the bonus stage, and then the game got hard, and got hard. Jacob decided that he didn't enjoy it as much anymore after that. So you go into the desert, and you got to chase the scarab, Ooh. remember? Yeah, I think I remember yeah, that. So throughout the level, you come across this scarab, which you basically just jump into to trigger it. But then the scarab will fly onto the next part of a level. You then work your way through. And I think you got to hit this scarab three times before then finally the fourth time you complete the level. But fuck me, dude, yeah. that level was hard. I lost like six lives doing that. And I ended up having to use the save state on the console we used to play these games on because I got sick and tired of having to restart the game, losing my continues yeah. and having to go back. So yeah, it's uh, in the desert, you get introduced to snakes as well and snake charmers. So the snakes, they remind me of 
Did you ever watch uh, Robin Hood, the cartoon? Film? Yeah. The, the cartoon yeah, film, yeah, sorry. Okay. Can you yeah. remember the snake in it? Yes, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But the snake no, in the game bothering me. looked a lot like the snake out of Robin Hood. Or well, that's where my mind went to anyway, when I saw the snake. So I don't know if that yeah. helps put a picture in these listeners' minds when I'm talking about this. But yeah, I basically chased this scarab through, I think it was like at least nine times before I completed the level. It was very difficult, very difficult. And then you move back into Agrabah and then you're on the rooftops. This is where you need to find the flutes. Now, this level was pretty cool. It's like these flutes, you hit a flute and then you got like a snake charmer's basket and the flute plays right. a song or a tune so that the rope comes out. So then when you jump on the basket, the rope takes you up to a certain stage. Yeah, I remember that now as well, yeah. But it's really cool. So it's 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 not really puzzly because it's sort of set out for you. One, two, three. But you like sort of got to go up to get one flute. So there's like three baskets in a row. You then yeah. get one flute. And then you go back down to the bottom to drop down to get to the second pot. That will take you to another area where you've then got to find another flute. And then you jump back down to get to the third pot. And then that gives you the ability to then progress through the level. Right. The one thing I did find about this level, hidden lives seemed yeah. impossible to get to. Right, yeah, it's like I was saying with uh, with Earthworm Jim, there was a couple that I just couldn't work out yeah. how to get. I mean, there must be a way. Right, because there but... are areas of this game where you can like go through the walls. Right. Like, secret tunnels, I guess. You know, on like Sonic. Oh, yeah. Where you used to be able to, like, it looks as if like you're almost going back around the front of the screen, what you're seeing, and like you're going in behind the wall sort of thing, and like you sort of lose yeah. your character. There were bits like that, but like I could see Aladdin's face on the outside of what looked like a solid wall. Right. And there was no way I could see to go and get that extra life, which was really frustrating because I got more hooked on trying to find the extra life than I did actually then trying to complete that <laughs> level. But yeah. I never did get to the extra life, which was quite frustrating. And this is the first level where it introduces a boss at the end of the level as well. Cool. You get a mini boss on the way through. Um, I don't know his name, but... The way I've described him in my notes is a rolling dude with knives. So right. <laughs> it's this little dude who probably stands no more than like an inch, an inch and a half tall on your screen. The music changes. So you, I thought it was the end boss for that level at first. But the music changes and then suddenly this little dude dressed in brown comes running onto your screen and just starts chucking knives at you. He throws two. And then if you're stood far enough away from him, he'll like roll towards you. Yeah. So at the point he rolls, you jump over him, hit him, and then bugger off, wait for him to throw two knives, hit roll. I picked that up pretty easily, to be fair. I started off by throwing apples at him, but I found out that apples don't do as much damage as the sword does. Right. So whereas like with a normal enemy, you chuck two apples and it will kill him. But if you give it one swipe of your sword, then it would kill him straight away, which I guess in physics and the damage ability of an apple against a sword sort of makes sense in real life. Definitely a lot easier to die to a knife hitting you <laughs> rather than an apple, I guess. Yeah. It all depends where the apple hits you. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so that was the, the first mini boss I come across. Um, and then I thought that was the end of that level, but it sort of the screen lit up and it was like, you can carry on. And I was like, are you joking? <laughs> so it was more fighting through enemies that were impossible to kill. And I come across this big boss guy called Raul Barrel. Raul Barrel. Raul Barrel. 
and you get to like a platform which has tears down it and then this boss guy is in the top right hand corner of the screen and he is literally just chucking barrels at you right i didn't realize it was a big boss guy at first like i just saw that it was one of the, the normal enemies who were just like sort of chucking barrels at me um so i just kept on jumping up hitting him with apples and i actually done him first time nice and after i beat him i went straight through to the next level uh, which was pretty cool but yeah that's pretty much as far as i got with aladdin to be honest right. <laughs> i got another bonus level with a boo which then took me into the sultan's dungeon which i thought i was then getting quite close towards the end of the game and this is where i just completely lost it with the game <clears throat> because you get skeletons right these skeletons explode when they explode their bones go off there's no pattern to them at all. They just explode across the screen. One of these bones hits you, it knocks your health down. These skeletons just kept on beating the crap out of me. And it wasn't until I'd played the game for like another two hours today that I then realized that you have to hit the skeletons. Okay. Hit the skeletons, it stops them from exploding, and therefore you control the bone explosion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't work that out playing it last night and got frustrated with it played it again for a couple of hours today and i just couldn't get past that level just couldn't do it and that's where i turned the game on <laughs> fair enough but no i really i really enjoyed the game it's a difficult game i'd put it up there with as difficult as lion king i still don't know anyone who's completed lion king i did have a little look on youtube though to see whether this game had a reasonable sort of gameplay time to like complete it and someone on YouTube, not a speed run, had done it in 49 minutes. Oh, wow. Which yeah. sort of puts my probably five hours, five and a half hours in total on this game to shame, really. That <laughs> uh, I didn't get any further than, than what I did. And yeah, that's pretty much Aladdin, in all honesty. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was good. You come across Zazu as well. Um, Zazu? Was it Zazu? No, that's Lion King. What was his name? The parrot. I yeah. thought that was Zazu. Was it Zazu? It was, was it Zazu in Voiced Lion by King? Rowan Atkinson? No, that was Lion King. Oh, okay. Aladdin. What was the Aladdin parrot's name? Can't remember them. I should really know this. No, I can't remember. But yeah, you come across that guy and whilst you're going across washing lines in Agrabah. <laughs> And you swipe him with a sword and he turns into what looks like a cooked chicken sort of thing. All his feathers drop off and he does a stupid little scream and then falls off the screen. But yeah, man, it's, uh, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was better than Shaq Fu. <laughs> yeah. Definitely better than Shaq Fu. Um, yeah, apologies. I haven't got much more on it, but I didn't get around to playing it for as long as I would have liked to. But yeah. My apologies, listeners. So you've gone from typing to scrolling while you're talking. Sorry, I meant to turn that off. <laughs> there we go. Can't hear it now. What? <laughs> Put my ear to the microphone. <laughs> to the microphone. <laughs> that doesn't work. That makes no sense. Cool. So yeah, I man. Can't, that, I that. can't remember much about Aladdin at all. The game or or the film, if I'm honest. <laughs> I watched a new version of Aladdin, the one with Will Smith as a genie. There's a new one? What? Yeah, there was a remake. So, you know, like, Disney have gone through remaking all these films. They've done the new Dumbo, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. we tried watching Lion King. I remember Dumbo now. I've not seen it or not seen anything about it since I first heard about it. 
I forgot what was about your thoughts Aladdin, on Lion though. King? Oh, we didn't get very far through it. No, I turned it off. We put it on for Soren, and he wasn't that interested, so we turned it off. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was getting really excited about watching it, because Lion King is like one of my favourite films of all time. Yeah. And I thought the remake was absolutely dog crap. Oh, dear. If I'm honest. That might not go down well with some listeners. <laughs> but Aladdin was really cool. I thought Will Smith played the genie, but it's quite hard stepping in the shoes of Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, to try and fulfill that role. But I, th- I thought he'd done it okay. Robin Williams would always be the best genie, though. Yeah. I'll get a few people back on my side, I know. Especially <laughs> the Star Wars listeners who I've lost. Hopefully I get you back <laughs> for that comment. I do love Robin Williams. He's awesome. But yeah, man. That's Aladdin. Cool. Do you want to hear about Echo the Dolphin? Mate, I've been waiting so, for this. Good, good. So, right. Echo the Dolphin. Oh, I should get my notes up. Echo the Dolphin. Earthworm Jim was developed by Shiny Entertainment and released in 1994. I forgot to say that one for Earthworm Jim earlier. I just remembered when I was doing Echo the Dolphin. Uh, Echo the Dolphin was developed by Appaloosa Interactive. Never, never heard of that one. Nope. First released in 1992. 23rd of December, 1992. That's an odd release date. Yeah. They normally release i think it's september time for christmas sales now yeah that is very odd well i think call of duty comes out in november ready for christmas yeah normally i think fifa's like september but yeah wow 23rd of december wow we might uh might have some experts out there that can tell us what that release was like if if you were around i think i was like six at the time so i wouldn't have a clue yeah no but yeah, that was that was interesting. Anyway. <laughs> Echo the Dolphin, dude. Echo the I'm, Dolphin. I'm looking forward to this. The first thing I want to ask is, did you enjoy playing Echo the Dolphin? Because it got a lot of stick on our Facebook draw when it got drawn out of the hat. Yeah, and I did. Uh, I think yes. I was more intrigued with the storyline, but I liked it. You know, it's it wasn't until I until the very end of playing it I almost stopped playing it and then discovered something. And then I was like, do you know what? This game is really quite clever. So, I, <laughs> you know, I like it. And I really That's wanted awesome. to keep playing it. But uh, it's, it's massive. You know, it's, it's a huge game. But what if I told you, and you can use the uh, the old Matrix Matrix meme for our YouTube if you want. What if yeah. I told you Echo the Dolphin is about aliens and time travel? Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, there's going to be some people out there who knew who know that already. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But uh, I'll come back to that later. Uh, I want to talk about what all the notes I all the notes I took while playing it first, and I'll come back to because I, I checked out the storyline today. I watched like an hour long video of some guy playing it. I, I'm genuinely excited to hear you talk about this game. Aliens and time travel. Aliens and time travel. Oh, and you go to uh, the city of Atlantis. Wow. Which is quite cool. That's pretty awesome. 
so yeah, you start you start uh, and you're swimming around in the ocean, just like sonaring other dolphins. I don't know what the right word is. I don't know the right word for that. I'd go with that. Sonaring. Yeah. Uh, and and these are the dolphins that give you tips of how to play the game and everything. Nothing too crazy, nothing too interesting. Uh, and I was just swimming around this pool of water for ages. You know, there was nowhere to go. I went everywhere. I went down. Uh, I went to both ends. And at some point, I have no idea how I triggered it, but some kind of tornado picks up, picks up all of the other dolphins and sort of whisks them away, like a, a dolphinado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but no, that's what it's like. That's that is what it's like. So. Uh, uh, like I said, I didn't. I didn't know how I triggered it. The second time I played through it, I sort of was jumping around, and then you got to jump out of the water like quite high, right? And that's how it triggers it. I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't. There was one dolphin who challenges you to see how high you can jump, and that's how how you're meant to trigger it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you listen to that guy and go, "Oh no, hang on, I fucked up." You get through to the next bit, and you speak to a dolphin, and all he says is, "Suddenly, great winds of water." I think the translation for this might have been a bit bad. <laughs> I I really wanted to actually go through and get everything every dolphin says because it's all short sentences. So I probably could have said them all, all of the all of them that you see throughout the game in this, and it wouldn't have taken too long, and it wouldn't have bored the listeners for too long. But uh, I I didn't I didn't do that in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, suddenly great winds of water in. In the second, you get to the second level, and I didn't know where to go. It was just this massive. You're in the ocean, you know. I went left, right, all the way to the bottom as far as I could see. There was like islands of rocks that you could jump over, but you could go underneath them as well. Now I couldn't use extreme lefting in this game <laughs> because of that. It made it impossible to use extreme lefting, which is one of my favourite go-to's for puzzly stuff, which was annoying. <laughs> so. So I was like, this is a stupid game already. Like, I can't, there's no logic. It's just mindless wondering to find where you're supposed to go. But I did find, I did find a little place, a uh, little opening of where you're supposed to go. And then I could extreme left. So it was, it was all good in the end. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, I think you, you come across this orca in that bit. You, there's a bit of a maze and he tells you some other weird stuff. Badly translated also. You get through that. It's, it's quite simple to go through that. There's nothing too... I think it's just uh, the crystals that you've got to do. So uh, some people might remember you you find you come across these blue crystals that you have to use your sonar to push away. But a lot of the time you have to go and find another blue crystal to give you the power to do that. It's sort of, you know, to give you like these circles that go into your body. Okay. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. So uh, I mean, the, yeah, the first uh, first level wasn't too too difficult. The second level. I spent about two hours on it. It was hard. It was wow, crazy. I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I just couldn't put it off. I couldn't execute it. And uh, and so at one point, you, the the way you're meant to go is blocked off by these five rocks and five boulders or something. And you're meant to get above it and push this kind of spiky shell down and then right. follow it down and then push the shell to the right while it's in while it's falling yeah and uh you know it took me quite a few attempts to do that i couldn't do it every time which was frustrating because then when i when i got a bit further and i died i had to go back to the beginning level and do that all over again and it took me ages every time to do it do you think that's why they gave you 
the other blue crystals in the first level to get you used to the idea of using your sonar to push something. You can't use your sonar to push it. You have to physically push it. Oh, you no. have to physically push it. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah. So it's difficult because you've got to get just below it and then turn because this is obviously not a free moving game. Like you press right and you sort of do a right angle turn first and then you can start swimming. So again, yeah. there's a bit of a delay between being able to move. And so you've got to get the timing just right to, to actually push it across to these boulders, which is frustrating. Another thing, actually, I haven't spoken about is you have to keep going up for water. Up for, oh, for water, you're already in water. You have to keep going up for air, if you remember that. Yeah, 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 because then you get oxygen bubbles. And I may be skipping on in some of your notes here, but you get oxygen bubbles at the bottom as well, don't you, in some parts of the levels? Yeah. I think. I think you, you might. stay under for longer. So I saw that in the video. Uh, the guy was doing that in the video, but I think he got an ability that let him do that. Maybe I could do it. I just didn't know I could. Okay. But okay. like you gained the ability throughout the throughout the game to be able to do it. Cool. But yeah, I, when I was playing it, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so maybe maybe I could, and maybe I made it harder for myself. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you've got to go through this tunnel where you've unlocked unblocked it. Yeah. Get to a blue crystal. Come back on yourself. And then you've got to go to go through to another bit where you come across an octopus, and and a blue crystal has given you a a hint to say, uh, swim slowly past the one with eight legs or whatever or some something along those lines. Okay. And a few times I didn't swim slow enough, and he hurts. He really hurts when he hits you. <laughs> uh, and so that's one of the reasons why I kept having to go back to the beginning and do that spiky bit again. Right. And once I got past that, you have to like. Yeah, you start running out of air quite quickly, and I'm usually running out of life as well. So there was quite a few attempts where I did manage to get past this octopus, but then I ran out of air, or I came across something else that killed me pretty quickly, which which then meant I again had to go back to this spike thing, which was stupid, <laughs> you know. So it was really frustrating because like that that spike thing was what did it. I think uh, that yeah, that first level was frustrating. The second level. You come across this uh, dolphin that says that I've lost my pod. They're trapped underneath because of the currents. This one, it was quite a big level left to right. And I was trying everything. I was going at like, there, there was two openings at the bottom of the screens. And they had like these currents pushing you up. Okay. So I had no idea. I spent a little while on that level trying to work out where I was supposed to go. And I had no idea where I was supposed to go. I This is the point where I was saying I almost put it down and was just like, nah, fuck this game. I hate this game. It's a stupid game. <laughs> and then just at the end, I realized you can push these rocks, similar to the spiky bit. You can push these rocks and then follow them down. And I suppose you, you get into sort of their, their slipstream so the current doesn't push you back up. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and like I said, so that was the bit that made me go, huh, okay, so this... This game is a lot more puzzly than I realise, and it's actually quite clever. It's really quite clever, I thought. I, and and I, I really wanted to play it more after that, but I'd pretty much run out of time. I didn't really have much more time to play it after that, so I didn't didn't bother. But I really was intrigued by the storyline. Did I, did I say that already? Maybe I didn't. The aliens. I said it at the beginning, but yeah. I wanted to know what this Great Winds of Water was about. You know, because there's another one that says something about 
magical water or something like that. And I was like, it's actually telling me what's going on in this game, you know? Yeah. Not like Earthworm Jim, that stupid dickhead. <laughs> it's actually telling me what's going on. And I am interested. I really want to know what's going on, but I I wouldn't have completed it in the time. So, which which is why I looked it up today, and which is how I found out it's about aliens and time travel. That's mental. So, I want to read you... Uh, a bit about the storyline. I went on to Wikipedia to get this, to get the plot, and I took the important bits. It looks like a lot on the screen, but it probably wouldn't take. It won't take very long. So it says, a giant water spout forms and sucks up all marine life in the bay except Echo. An orca Echo encounters tells him to travel to the Arctic to meet the Big Blue, an old blue whale. Echo finds the Big Blue, who informs the dolphin the storms occur every 500 years. He suggests Echo find the Asterite, the oldest life form on Earth. The Asterite greets Echo, telling him, though it has the power to aid him, the Asterite cannot because orbs from its body have been lost. The Asterite tells him to go to the sunken ruins. Sunkel? The Asterite tells him to go to the sunken ruins of the city of Atlantis to use the time machine left behind by the Atlanteans. What the fuck? <laughs> From the library, Echo learns the origins of the storms, an alien race known as the Vortex. Every 500 years, when the planets align, they use their technology to harvest the waters of Earth. The what? Atlanteans fought a long war with the Vortex that ended when a beam struck Atlantis from space, sending the city into the depths of the ocean. Learning this, he activates the time machine and travels 55 million years into Earth's past. What the fuck? You got fucking dinosaurs in the, in those levels and like, and uh, it looks like volcanoes all underwater and everything. It's Jesus. Awesome. <laughs> this game so, is massive. I know, right? I, I'm, I cannot, this is similar to when you said about the Golden Axe at the end of Golden Axe. It's like, how many of these games are we going to find, like, hidden gems, like, hidden awesomeness? So, Skets, when I played Echo the Dolphin, all I remember, I think I remember the octopus, but mm. literally all I remember is swimming around in what I would classify as, like, the top of the ocean, because obviously you've gone deeper. Um, yeah. All I remember is swimming around top of the ocean. I remember the bit around, like, having to get air bubbles because you run out of air, so I guess at some point in the game I would have had to spend more time in the lower depths. But that's as far as my recollection of the game goes. Yeah. For never in my life would I have imagined that fucking time machines are involved. Atlantis yeah. <laughs> travelling 55 million mile, million years back in time and dinosaurs and volcanoes and wow. Yeah, I've that's not incredible. finished yet either. Oh, uh, God, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so again, this uh, I, I am really interested to hear from people and what their thoughts on this is. Obviously, there's going to be people who have got this far and would know about it, but I don't think it's going to be many. So where did I get to in, in our story? See, I've got this written down, so this story time with me is, uh, is it actually in order? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to 55 million years. Yeah. Echo locates the asteroid in the past, but is immediately immediately attacked by it, forced into battle. He manages to dislodge a globe from it. This opens a time portal, and he is sent back into the present, 
After receiving the globe, the asteroid grants him the power to turn his sonar into a deadly weapon against the vortex. Bloody hell. The asteroid instructs him to use the time machine to travel back in time to the hour of the harvest. This time he manages to be sucked up into the water spout with his pod. Echo is sent flying through outer space to a giant tube-like machine. He makes his way to the Vortex Queen and engages her in a fight. When the Queen is defeated, she spits out Echo's pod she ate and they make their quick escape back to Earth. Is that the end? The end. Mate, that is some trippy-ass fucking game. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm not sure about the releases, actually. I know there was Echo Tides of Time. And uh, so that I think that might be in the second one. Okay. That title makes a lot more sense now because you probably time travel in that one as well. Yeah. Wow, you wouldn't have picked that up though. No. Wow. My mind's actually blown. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize Echo <laughs> the Dolphin was that deep. Pardon the no. pun. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Mate, awesome. I think you've done that game a lot more justice than what I would have done talking about it. That, that's yeah. really cool. That is really cool. But uh, yeah, one thing, another thing I was going to mention earlier, what I was supposed to mention, was uh, that with the, with the bit I was talking about with the octopus, and to me, from that level, it seemed like you had to execute everything perfectly or near perfectly. And that's another reason why I, I just... I didn't want to carry on because I knew it would take a lot of time and practice to be able to to learn the levels and then execute each thing you need to do like almost perfectly. It just didn't. It's like like I was saying earlier, th these games needed to be like that to uh, to, have to have longevity. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I think I misspoke last week as well, or last last episode, because I said I don't have the patience for games like this. Uh, we wouldn't. We should. We, we shouldn't be doing a podcast about these games if I didn't have didn't have the patience for them I, I do I do have the patience for them it's just we don't have the time that you need to be able to play to play these games I, yeah I completely agree with that but yeah man it's uh wow I, I honestly didn't know Echo the Dolphin was <laughs> was that in depth that's crazy that is yeah. crazy I might actually go and get Echo the Dolphin at some point again and give it a go I, I want to awesome. see this time machine Oh, by the way, that was, uh, again, sorry, that was uh, suggested by Billy Morgan and, of course, Dave Hill. They both both wrote it on, cool. on the post. We have had a few other games that we need to add to it since we haven't actually put a, uh, put a post up asking, but people have, commented it. people have commented on it. So, yeah, I think we've probably got another three or four games to put in the hat. Yeah. Which brings me to, actually, our format of how we're going to do these so we were chatting weren't we yes yeah and uh playing games that have been suggested by you guys seems to be quite popular so i think i think what we're going to do is we're going to do that every other week so so we'll have like a four week rotor. rotation <laughs> what were you gonna say four week rotor <laughs> rotor we got a shift yeah pattern. we got a shift pattern yeah yeah four week rotation i think so next week We'll be playing games that we pick for ourselves. Then we'll play games that you have picked for us. Then we'll play games that we picked for each other. And then the fourth week, again, games that you've picked for us. I think that is how we're going to be looking to do it. I think, yeah, that's the best way to go forward. I think it gets a bit more interaction with you listeners. 
um you'll get to see our beautiful faces again on facebook live so uh oh yeah thank you for everyone who tuned in as well and shared the posts thank you very much if you yeah if you're listening to this episode we really appreciate it you've done us wonders um me and skets uh and not hitting the heights of fame but i think that video got up to last time i looked like 3.2k views on facebook which is pretty insane whether people just saw of saw our ugly mutt faces and then just switched us off again i don't know but <laughs> It said 3.2k. It's probably a little bit more than that now, but that was through all you guys sharing and chucking it around. So thank you very much. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it was cool. But yeah, man, I think I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, a bit of spontane, spon, spontan that. Well, I can't say that word. But <laughs> I'm keeping that in as well, by the way. Thank you, mate. No worries. Spon- yeah, I'm not going to try it again. <laughs> but that word. Please, please do. Spontan. No. <laughs> the last like 15 minutes of this episode is just going to be me trying to pronounce the word. <laughs> Say it, dude. <laughs> Spont- Spontaneity. That's the one. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Kets. I think that's right. I could be yeah, wrong now. I, well, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I count myself that. too much. It makes more sense than me. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, nice little, nice little roll into that there, mate. And we can leave our head on. So then, Skets, now we move on to the part of the uh, episode where it's question time. Question time? Oh, maybe I should put a jingle in there. Oh, yeah, that's... Maybe you could find one. Yeah. That'll work. I'll have a look. Yeah, have a look. If not, just this talking about it is good enough. Yeah, it's a good jingle. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so we ask you guys if you've got any questions that you'd like us to try and address during the episode. And we've had a couple of questions. Yeah. The first question was from Michaela Fitzgerald. Do you think the internet has taken some of the fun away from gaming, especially in story type games where you have to make choices? You can easily look at a forum and see what you need to do or what is the best choice. Very good question, Michaela. Yeah. I think, well, I know Skets has got some bits and bobs. He wants to talk about this. I've got my own view on it, but go for it, Skets. Yeah, so I, I think you're absolutely right there. My own experience is I do that way too much. <laughs> um, I've ruined a couple of games. Well, I'm not ruined. I ruined. I ruined Skyrim for myself doing that. I uh, I think it was when it was first out. I rented it for several weeks from Blockbusters, and uh, I came across this video. It was a little cheat. You could. Uh, it was a book that you find that gives you five stats in whatever of your choice. Okay. And you can. Uh, you pick the book up and you can place it back on the bookshelf instead of dropping it. So you just keep picking it up. I think it was probably 120, 150 times I had to do it. So I kept having to save it every like 20 because I accidentally put the book down or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but and so I maxed out my stats and I think I'm pretty sure I've still got the save on my PS3 with it. But that that was before before like the first DLC was like werewolves and vampires came into it, I think, didn't they? Uh, but I've never picked the game up since because it was too easy. You know, it wasn't a challenge. Uh, I, yeah, so like I said, I just ruined it for myself. <laughs> yeah, everything was too easy after that. I think like other games as well, where you can get builds. Like yeah. for example, League of Legends. Yeah, I don't try and work it out for myself. The best build for a character. It's a lot easier just to go onto a lol guide and just see what other players are using at this time yeah. to find what the matter is basically 
And yeah. I think that takes... I get why I do it, because I want to survive in the games, but then it also takes away that ability to understand items and what certain things do within that game as well, because I just become dependent on these guides rather than learning it for myself, if that makes yeah. sense. I, I still do the same on um, on Heroes of the Storm. And like I was saying earlier, my, my favourite character, Karazdeem, I know him inside out, which is why I'm I'm good with him. Yeah. But other ones, I just bring a, a website up to find what the best build is. And I did the same with Hearthstone as well, actually. So I was pretty good at Hearthstone. Yeah, like straight from the, the first day. You know, I there's probably, probably going to be a lot of people out there who have no idea. But for the people who do, uh, I got my first gold hero, which is Rexar, in about five weeks. Wow. Uh, I managed to get to, like the first time I got to rank five, was after three weeks of playing and that's because i was i was learning the game i was looking at my deck as i was playing and and working out what cards i needed to go in there okay and then after that i was just looking up different decks to play instead of actually learning it and i never really got that much better well, i mean i got a bit, a bit better but i never hit legend because i didn't know the game yeah okay if that makes sense yeah i, I just used you for half stone <laughs> you built me that tempo mage deck and that got me far enough without really understanding yeah. what i had to do with it to be honest <laughs> um, but yeah it's like i guess this is where like twitch and stuff comes into play now as well doesn't it like for example when i watch crip playing battlegrounds half stone battlegrounds yeah not that i remember the stuff he does very well as i stated at the beginning of this episode but you do watch other gamers play games to try and pick up certain ways of doing things rather than trying to learn it for yourself so Michaela, i think from me and skets we we do believe that the internet has taken some fun out of the games i think we can safely yeah. say and and i mean it's so fun if you don't use a guide as well yeah i've been playing spyro again recently well play it most days because my son wants to play it <laughs> but uh and so, so some days we'll sit there for a few hours on it and i'll, I'll be really interested in like spending a long time looking through all the like for all the secret areas in these levels instead of just going straight to a guide and it yeah it is you get so much more out of it without using a guide or cheats or anything like that yeah it's... but that's what it's come to <laughs> well it's just at the tip of your fingers now though isn't it it's like you, yeah you don't even have to have the internet well you've got to have the internet but you don't even have to have a computer to do it now you can be on your phone whilst you're playing the game and just have a quick google like oh i'm stuck on this bit generally like the first two searches comes up results and it's like all oh, right yeah that's how i do it brilliant sort of thing yeah and yeah it can take away hours of gameplay yeah and and free to play games i hate free to play games because they're so easy to access but that there's so many games available now as well i think like again going back to what you said last episode about like when you go and buy that game from the store and you cherish that game because you spend a lot of money on it. So you spend hours and hours, days, weeks, months on that one game. You love it. But now, yeah, there's so many games, too many games available that you don't want to just sit on one game. Yeah. Well, I mean, World of Warcraft, I've done that. But yeah, yeah you, you don't want to just sit on one game for months. Yeah. And they all try and keep your attention for as long as possible by adding extra little bits every couple of weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that and it's really weird as well like how many 
I can't think of the right word, but like your blizzards, your epics and all that are actually giving you free games, which a year or two ago would have cost like 30, 40 quid to buy as well. Like GTA 5, yeah. for example, at the moment, that's yeah. free to, well, free to buy, free to buy, free to install from Epic. So yeah. anyone listening to this, I don't know if it will still be free by the time this podcast gets released, but um, check out the Epic store. And it's worth looking at the Epic Store every now and again if you're a PC gamer, because uh, they're doing a lot of titles for free. So uh, that's some little little hint and tip there if you guys weren't aware. But yeah, it's just crazy how readily available these games are now. Yeah, I could I could talk about this for a long hours. Time. <laughs> yeah, should we should, should we, we go on to the next, next one? Uh, yeah. Okay. So the next question was from a Mike Goldberg, and his question is: If 2020 was a game. I reckon it would be COD and a crappy PC, PC puzzle game. Also, what's your favourite sausage roll? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I can answer the sausage roll question really easy. My favourite sausage roll, I think, as many other people's as well, is Greg's. I love a good yeah. Greg sausage roll. Although they've gone up in price lately. I'm not too happy about that. Oh, have they? Yeah. Yeah. I think you used to be able to get like three for a quid. I don't think you can do that anymore. But there again, it's been a while since I've had a Greg sausage roll. So yeah, but yeah, in relation to if 2020 was a game, he reckons it'd be COD. I think he might have listened to the podcast. Yeah, I think he might be having a bit of a dig, but he's an extra listener, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. I don't know what two games I would pick. I don't. I think if I could pick, well, what's that mobile game? Plague. Oh, Plague Inc. Plague Inc. <laughs> Purely because yeah. of the pandemic, and maybe something like I don't know some like theme hospital. I reckon. <laughs> oh, theme hospital. There we go. That's that's my two games. But yeah, thanks, Mike, for your question, mate. Yeah, and I hope you approve of our sausage roll choice. Yeah, I don't know what game I would pick because uh, I like to be kind of witty, but also clever with these kind of things, and I haven't got enough time to think of something that fits fits that i'll get back to you next week next two in two weeks on the next episode thank you mike thanks mike yeah i don't think i'm ever going to get bored of using that pause button sound and the perks of being the editor i've been able to take a couple of days to think about what game i would choose i think i'm going to have to go with this war of mine don't think it was a huge game i think i got it for free on the playstation at some point but i haven't really played it much i've got the board game which i've played and which is amazing uh in fact plague inc is also a board game but uh yeah that's my choice thank you mike um so skets we also got uh we got a review as well on facebook our, our first review yeah it was uh from billy morgan wasn't it i did i did notice uh it's it's not a proper review it seems like facebook don't do reviews anymore they don't do like the one to five star reviews or whatever they whatever they are i know it's a recommendation isn't it yeah it's just a recommendation which i don't really understand but it's awesome all the same thank you bill (laughs) so yeah um as part of facebook as well you get top fans so skets Uh, get top fans so i became a top fan yesterday you did so i'm gonna give (laughs) shout outs to all our top fans oh excellent yeah so our number one top fan, well, I say our number one top fan, you're all number one top fans, but number one on the list is Skets. <laughs> Congratulations, Skets. 
Thank you. We've got <laughs> Billy Morgan, Matthew Mayers, Matt Dunbar, David Uthwaite, Stuart Tracy, Chris Chantry, Kelly Hall, Mike Ferris, and Rich Cook. So thank you very much, guys. Um, yeah, thank you very much. That's incredible. Yeah, awesome. We thank really you. appreciate it. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's that interaction that we need to help grow us. Like I said last week, it's just telling your friends about us is the best thing you can do for us. Uh, when when you comment and like it, sort of shows it to your friends, which is amazing. I don't, I don't really know how the Facebook algorithm works, but yeah, it just seems to show your friends everything you do. <laughs> so if you do stuff with us, it'd be awesome. Thank you. Anyway, sh- should we uh, should we read out Billy Morgan's uh, oh, recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Billy Morgan's recommendation. Sorry, Bill. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> so Billy Morgan has recommended us on Facebook. This podcast is definitely worth a listen. It has a little of everything. Games, idiots, and pigeons. What more could you ask for? Cheers, Bill. And now time traveling, alien fighting, dolphins. Yes. <laughs> nah, thank you very much, Bill. We really appreciate the recommendation. Top man. Yeah, thank, thank you, Bill. Yeah, that's awesome. And that list is just going to get bigger and bigger. Oh, yes. <laughs> because we are an amazing podcast. <laughs> so, next week, Skets, we will be playing games that we have chosen ourselves. If I've yeah. got our rotation right. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've done that. Yeah, so I haven't really thought about what, it. Yeah, I was just about to say, have you got any thoughts on what you might be playing? No, maybe I'll play Tunnel B1. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have a look through the scrapbook and see what I can come up with. I got one or two ideas. I've been thinking micro yeah. machines. Yeah, I oh. love micro machines. But then I might want to save micro machines for when we're doing a like a live stream or something because I think that might be quite fun for us both to play. Yeah. So, but I'll have a think and I'll have a little chat with you as well off cool. off off stream and and see what we can come up with. But yeah, so next week we will be picking our game. So we'll now move on to the uh, the part of the episode where where we give our shout outs. And, and our thanks cool yeah so first shout out goes to risk it pixel zero uh he has a fiver store pixel zero p-i-x-e-l-z-e-r-o on there he creates pdf documents minecraft servers discord servers the main hosting with email and also website design a shout out to matt dunbar retro heroes he has an ebay store Retro Heroes, R-E-T-R-O-H-E-R-O-E-S. He also has a Facebook page, spelled exactly the same. On Retro Heroes, he buys, sells, and professionally refurbishes retro computers, consoles, and games. Our final shout-out goes to Faye Frost. Faye Frost has created all our awesome new artwork. Um, If you like what she does, you can check her out at Faye Frost on Facebook at underscore Faye Frost underscore on Instagram. And if you would like to get any of her work or purchase any of her work, she takes commission submissions with the email address frostart.requests at gmail.com. That's F-R-O-S-T-A-R-T dot R-E-Q-U-E-S-T-S at gmail.com. Good stuff. Yeah, big thank you to you guys who have helped us get started with this yeah we really appreciate your help guys thank you cool so shall we wrap this up sounds good man well guys and girls hope you've enjoyed listening stay safe 
support the pod, and spread the word. If you'd like to follow us, you can on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube using the handle at MenPodcastingBadly. Speak to you in a fortnight. We've been Men Podcasting Badly. I really should say something here, shouldn't I? I don't know what to say. If you have any ideas, let us know. And I'll try them. (laughs) Game over.